Trish, it's going. Oh, computer, please survive. You can do it. It survived. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Best of Five show. My name is Elon. I'm joined with Steve Ace King Offsuit Jerk. And before we get it started, we have to thank some people for uh for their support so first uh zero zero tinja has been using their twitch prime or now their prime gaming i guess on us for six months thank you tinja super appreciate that uh and who's this guy this other guy subscribed for 32 months uh not you know it, you're a few months off from how many from how many I was broke. months how many months we've been doing this <laughs> i was broke the first couple months all right i okay. couldn't put that extra five dollars in because i forgot to put it in i'm sorry it's okay it happens to the best i of do us, not thank get you, the steve. thank you steve for the resub of 32 months and thank you to everybody tuning in and all this other fun stuff but tonight on the show we're there, there was a message with that uh, resub, by the way. Oh, you want? Why do you want me to hold the cup? All right. Fine. I want you to hold the cup. I'm drinking some iced tea out of this uh, homemade iced tea, by the way, homebrewed, uh, out of this Gus's world famous fried chicken cup because they give you this cup instead of a regular soda cup, so you could just put this in the washing machine and reuse it. What a concept! Uh, but first of all, it says Gus's world famous fried chicken, and if a restaurant says that they're world famous, then you know that they're not, right? Uh, but the other thing is uh, that they claim on this cup is if you haven't eaten Gus's, you haven't eaten fried chicken, period. And, and that is a lie because the only Gus who I trust with fried chicken is Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. That's it. Wait, but aren't That's you not supposed only... to trust him? You're not supposed to trust him for other reasons. The chicken is quality, high quality. Nope. It, it's just like the other stuff, the the back door stuff. You don't mess with. Gotcha. You keep it in the front door. You you keep the chicken. You don't check the ingredients. Don't don't check what comes in. Just let them take what they got to do. But whatever fried chicken they produce, aside from that, awesome. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I've never had it. <laughs> All right, uh, tonight on the show, what's coming up next? Right? Tekken 7 Season 4. Street Fighter 5 Season 5. Where's all that stuff at? Also, some other stuff that doesn't necessarily correlate with the FGC. But it does, actually. Uh, Twitch announced some disturbing news. Facebook announced some semi-disturbing news. Uh, disturbing in a good way, I suppose. Uh, some esports people are now making their contracts public, which is a big deal. We have Dragon Ball Fighter stuff. We have some crazy Tekken matches that are so crazy, you won't even believe what happens. How's that for a clickbait title? But most importantly, I do believe that, Steve, we have uh, one of them good old-fashioned recaps. We do have one of those good old-fashioned recaps. We had a couple of uh, tours taking place this past weekend. Uh, starting on the CPT side of things, the second Middle East and... Europe East event took place, and it is a familiar name up top. Angry Bird, for the third year in a row, he is headed to Capcom Cup. Uh, he held, 
He held off uh, Duoctic in the grand final. Uh, you see Big Bird and Low High rounding out the top four. Also want to give a, a shout-out uh, to Hydra Marine, representing Turkey quite well. Um, that's one of the things I was really excited about uh, when we were talking about making the tri- uh, the transition to online events. It gives players from regions we don't necessarily expect, regions we don't necessarily see, uh, a chance to perform. And uh, Hydromain helping uh, represent the Turkish scene, uh, doing quite well for themselves. So uh, good to see that. Uh, there was a little bit of uh, blow up in between uh, Miss My Country and uh, Nurzal, uh, where I believe uh, Miss My Country won in won the match to get into top 16, but what that result was reversed because uh, they could not reach, uh, they could not communicate with Miss My Country before uh, the top 16 stream started, so they uh, reversed that. Uh, it was That's not. Yeah, that uh, it was unfortunate. Um, I don't want to get too far into that, uh, but that is an issue, uh, a minor issue that popped up over the weekend during yeah. the event. The other thing I saw too was um, Big Bird, or I'm sorry, Angry Bird, rather, uh, tweeted out saying, "Hey, thanks for playing games. Connection sucked. Sorry, it wasn't better." So. It, it is what it is right now. Yep. Can't do nothing about it. It's sad that we're playing in easily fixable, uh, non-optimal situations, but it is what it is. Papa Capcom says ha, the powers that be at Papa Capcom say it is so. That's what and I meant to say. And it is so till the end of time or till Street Fighter Six or whatever the next Capcom fighting game project is. Uh, in the chat, I see Commander CDR is asking, is uh, Capcom Cup going to be a 32-person final or a 16? It's actually going to be a 20-person final. Uh, there's 18 of these online qualifiers uh, where the winner of each automatically goes to Capcom Cup. IDOM, by uh, virtue of being last year's champion, is automatically in. And then uh, you see, like, Big Bird, obviously he didn't qualify here. He does have one more shot. There will be a community choice poll at the end of these qualifiers. Uh, and the candidates will be all of last year's uh, Capcom Cup finalists who did not qualify uh, for Capcom Cup 2020. One of those people will be voted in to take the last spot. Now, hold on. Before we say anything else, I remember earlier this year when the punk thing happened that everybody was saying that he was going to get voted in but since he qualified for capcom cup last year does that mean that he is not eligible for that vote no he is the people it's the people the the pool of that final vote starts with everyone who qualified for capcom cup last year i once you qualify for capcom cup this year you're out of that pool so, oh, okay. Uh, uh, now I see what you're saying. Idom is out right away. Uh, Angry Bird is out now because he's qualified. So, uh, Punk is still in the running. He could uh, because there is still the second uh, U.S. East Coast 
or or West Coast, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So who's, a... who's qualified so far? We got Daigo, we got Smug, we have um, uh, who who won the the first East name? Please come to my brain. Uh, let's see. Know. Middle East one was. I'm just pulling up Fina and Drake. Thank you. Mandrake. Sorry. Uh SKZ. SKZ was from was that from the Europe? South SKZ was Southeast Asia. South America one was Picaro, who had qualified before but wasn't able to make it uh year he qualified. Takamura won the West or uh, Europe West number one Daigo obviously East Asia uh, Central America was Kaba mm-hmm. and a West one was uh, Nephew oh was it not Samurai I thought it was Samurai no Samurai was up there Samurai okay. finished uh, he, he made grand finals okay oh okay so this, okay Nephew yeah, Smug won the East, and now mm-hmm. uh, Angry Bird. So that is who is in. So that A, right? Did I count that right? I'm probably counted it wrong. I'm, I should. I thought it was nine. Nine? Okay, then it's nine. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight. We're both wrong. Ten. Ten. Okay, great. So eleven people in already. Uh, nine eight more, more via qualifiers. Yep. Eight more via qualifiers. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, Blue just realized that Street Fighter Five is going at least two more years, and Capcom saying the winner of Capcom Cup this year wasn't going to be auto qualified for that might be that might be changed. You know, because they made that decision before the world ended. Um, and speaking of making decisions before the world ended, that's stuff that we're going to talk a little bit later in the show about. But before we get through that, before we get to that, Steve, I believe we had more recaps to recap. We did. We Still had another. We had another semi-tour uh, kickoff, the Tekken 7 Online Challenge. This is uh, the replacement for the Tekken World Tour. Uh, as of right now, there is no end-of-year championship for it, uh, but it is a chance for players to flex their muscles, show what they got. Uh, and Eddie held off E-Minor in the first weekend of action, the EU West to take the title. Uh, Pika getting finishing on the podium as well. Um, also want to shout out to BTS Jin, who took time away from his busy schedule being one of the most popular pop artists in the world to uh, make top six. Wow. And I, I, I want you to read aloud, Alon, the finishers who tied for 13. Oh, sure. <laughs> so first we have Ice Blue, Protocol AV, yes. Ooh, Nuzzles XRAR, and Wilvin Bill. I had to write that twice. Ooh, Nuzzles XRAR. Yeah, so if we see yeah. here, the most important statistic of this entire recap, uh, Ace King Offsuit felt weird typing out Ooh, Nuzzles XRAR, tied for 13th in any sort of official capacity. So there you go, Steve. Thanks for that uh, incredible, it, it, incredible statistic. It feels weird to, to say. It feels weird <laughs> to look at. Now, I, 
I, I have nothing against those who use those words in everyday life. That's your thing. You do you. Live your best life. Um, <laughs> that is that. That's not me doing me. No, I, it's I, it's uwu, not you do you. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Now, while we're <laughs> while we're in the topic of uh, of Tekken Seven, along with so. We have a video here. Steve, I just need a clarification. Is this from a tournament match or is this from a exhibition? This was this was from uh, the exhibition. Okay. Uh, so the setup for these, yeah, the setup for these weekend events, these Tekken challenges, is there's a tournament on Saturday. And the winner of that plays a special bonus set against a uh, hidden boss in that region. Um. And then Sunday, there's a set of exhibitions. And one of those exhibitions, we have an incredible round of action that we need to show you. Because this, this just blew my mind. Yeah, look, if you have never seen good-ass Tekken before, you're about to see the best-ass Tekken. All right? Everybody enjoy. Uh, this is Dante versus Malachite. Malachite, a regular fixture on the... Tekken World Tour. Dante holds it down as well um, when he when he's able to get out to events. And 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 this is a very dangerous situation. You've got two characters who can do some things when they get in close. So so this is all about defense. This is all about spacing. This is all about dancing in and out of ranges, presenting the threats of buttons. You know, they're showing each other respect, but that they dash in, you know, just to remind them that, you know what, I can I can hurt you if I want to. It's it's a mental battle right now. You know, I, I, I can do things, but I don't want to. But when I want to, I will hurt you. Wait for it. All right, and that's a tie. The most exciting Tekken round we have ever witnessed in the history of the world. Um, so there you go. Thanks to Malekith and Dante for that incredible uh, display of uh, <laughs> Korean backdashing. I mean, I, I asked Dante about his mindset going into that round. Uh, he gave me some BS answer about uh, the, that round feeling laggy, so they they kind of spaced it out, and Malachi didn't hit any buttons out of respect. I don't believe that for a second. I believe this was a will, a war of wills. You know, because when you're playing Tekken, you have, you usually have an arcade stick in front of you. And that arcade stick, let me see these. These are buttons. The big, shiny buttons. They're so shiny, I cannot help myself from hitting it. So, I do not think for a second that this was about lag or th that this was about, you know, not wanting to take a shady win. No, this was about proving to your opponent that I have the will. I have the willpower to not hit any of those buttons, and I can beat you at it. Whoever doesn't hit the buttons the hardest is the winner, and... In that round, we saw both Malekith and Dante won the round. So sometimes very evenly matched. Sometimes you know it's a it's a game about situations, and sometimes the only winning move is to not play. The greatest defense. No, wait. Sorry. The, never mind. Forget it. 
I fucked it up. Steve, what's I appreciate up? what you're going for. Yep. So, Steve, please get out your crystal orb, your uh, Monat crystal ball, and please tell, tell us our future. What's going on in the future? Uh, well, this weekend, uh, we've got a couple of events in uh, South in uh, Asia. You've got yep. the Korean. You got it up? Yep. There we go. Uh, the Korean uh, Tekken Challenge this weekend. And one of the uh, exhibitions for Sunday that they already announced is Rust versus I Musician. That's going to be tasty. Uh, I Musician also got picked up by someone recently, right? Yeah, I forget who off the top of my head. I, was I'll, it Equinox or UYU? Hey, Google. Who did I musician just it, get picked up It is up Equinox. By? It is Equinox. I wonder if Google's going to get this right. Uh, nope, it just gave me a link to Foster the People's Pick You Up. All right. Thanks, Google. Anyway. So it was Equinox? It is, it is Equinox, yes. Sick. So, uh, you also have uh, the second Southeast Asia event for CPT Online uh, that will take place this weekend. You also have uh, the second week of Celtic Throwdown hashtag Black Lives Matter uh, with Celtic Throwdown not taking place in uh, in person this year. They are moving online. One of several events. Uh, this past weekend was Marvel 3 and uh, uh, Grand Blue and DBFC. This weekend, you've got Uniclear, Soul Cal, MK11, and Puyo Puyo. Uh, and then next weekend will be uh, the third and final weekend with Tekken 7 and Street Fighter. So be sure to check that out. Uh, you also have, uh, th with the wrong link, unfortunately, uh, the Street Fighter League preseason exhibition. Wait a second. Did you Thursday. sign us up for a gig that I wasn't aware of, Steve? Uh, I was meaning to tell you. <laughs> uh, Wait a minute. <laughs> what is this? Uh, but that will be on <laughs> Capcom Fighters, unfortunately. Not here, unfortunately. I apologize. You get one. You always get one. <laughs> and that's the one. <laughs> yeah, so Capcom Fighters, not best of five. Way to you give me you know what? It's been so long since I've gotten into the rhythm of recaps that I almost forgot about getting one. Per, well, per I got you, baby. So. I got Thank you, baby. Uh, in my university, there was this uh, old lady who served food. And anytime you'd go up and be like, hey, I'll have the half chicken dinner, she'd be like, I got you, baby. So anyway, Steve, I got you, baby. All right, let's start diving into these topics, shall we? Before actually, let's just, let's just go into the good news right off the bat, right? We got some announcements. We got some stuff that's coming out soon, if not out already. Actually, out already. Um, I'm, I'm not going to put up the timer just because this is going to be quick. But first, Dragon Ball Fighters, it still exists. I forgot about it. Nobody else did. We got to see what Master Roshi looks like. And here he is. It's about time Master Roshi got into a game. I I I feel your excitement. Man, so I, had... I I straight up almost like picked this back up just to play Master Roshi for reals, though. This if, if, what's stopping you? What's stopping you? Uh, clearing space on my computer. 
You can get it for uh, for PS4. Uh, there's even less space in there. But anyway, get the disc. That's expensive. Uh, but either way, I think a, a lot of people were asking for Master Roshi, so I think a lot of people are happy to see him finally be a playable character in this game. And, you know, much like every other character in this game, uh, the, I feel like they did him a lot of uh, a lot of justice. He looks amazing. He looks hilarious. And he looks yeah, like this? he he looks like and plays like Master Roshi. Oh, and he's coming uh, next week. Friday. Or Friday. this Friday. This week. I can't. Yeah. I can't time. Anyway, there's still two more uh, season three characters to come out. Was that the so, end? I mean, Is there a teaser? Yeah. No, there's not. All right. No. So that is uh, Master Roshi. Uh, as we said, he is coming out Friday. Um, if you you got to look at him uh, during the Dragon Ball Fighters show. Uh, if you have not been watching this, uh, this is Damascus and Tyrant. They've gotten picked up by uh, Bandai Namco, and this is something they're running on their channel. So they had a little. Uh, they showed off a little bit of Master Roshi. Uh, they also went over the patch notes. They brought on uh, Hot Milk Guy, um, Apology Man. I don't know why I blanked on uh, Apology Man's name. It was right he went the... with Hot Milk Guy. All right. <laughs> Hot Milk Guy. Um, it's one of those days. Uh, but they brought him on. I, I was able to watch a little bit of it, very little bit of it. Uh, but... You know, they just went over pretty much every patch note, and they discussed right then and there um, who does this help. You know, does this help the character? Does it? What does this change? Um, this is the type of content that I, is great to see coming from the official channel. Mm -hmm. You know, it it exists certainly on uh, you know on other platforms. You know, you can find. When a, when a patch note drops, you can find a bunch of p players who will stream on their own channels and go through their opinions on the tier list or on the tier list on what the patch does. This is the closest I've, I remember is the one I keep talking about, KI World Cup, mm -hmm. where they had Keats literally showing off all of the patch notes for the first time on screen in front of an audience. I wish... We, we could do that again. But seeing this, this was really, really cool to see. And also, shout-outs to Damascus. That man has been grinding his ass off to get an opportunity uh, to show what he can do on a, bigger, on a big stage. So I'm glad to see him and uh, Tyrant hold it down there. For sure. No, and, man, it's good to see, it's good to see like, people we know getting into the corporate world and teaching them the old fogies what we want. Right, like a stream showing off all the patch notes and going over them. Uh, that's super cool. I, I, I hope we see more of that in the future. Now, this wasn't the only thing that was announced. I think I believe this was what today? No, yesterday. Street Fighter announced uh, an announcement that I don't think any of us were expecting. But, and I, I truthfully don't really know what the reception is or what the repercussions of this are, but. We got word via Twitter that Street Fighter is including 
Kyrie costumes for Ryu. So and EX Slayer, fighting EX Slayer, has now made its way to the Street Fighters. This is, I, I am very, I'm a little surprised by this. Um, if you don't remember, Arika, who makes Fighting X Slayer and made it as sort of an ex, uh, spiritual successor to Street Fighter EX, um, they made Street Fighter EX. So you had a bunch of new characters, including Kyrie, Skullomania, uh, and a bunch of the others that you now see in Fexel. And they didn't... I'm surprised that Capcom didn't shout out uh, Street Fighter EX. They specifically uh, shouted out Fexel. Yep. The and that is... Fighting EX Slayer Kyrie costume. It is... I'm wondering... I, I don't necessarily expect this to be the start of something significant. Uh, I don't think they're going to be asking... Uh, Arika to uh, produce the next Street Fighter game or anything like that. But it is at least good to see uh, these different companies on good terms to be able to do stuff like this. You know, we've kind of seen it a little bit uh, with Harada and Ono. Mm -hmm. um, we saw it with the uh, fighting game developer sh sh uh, showcase. So maybe this is the start of you know, it probably won't be the start of something massive, but it'll be the, you know, it's nice to see at least. You know what else this is the start of? This is the start of a new month of Die by Sword, our favorite. Uh, the patron Dragon. saint. The patron saint of Best of Five for 35 months plus a billion uh, gifts to us. Thank you, Die by Sword. Super happy you're around and you're here with us. Best wishes to you and yours. Uh, and God blesses everyone. But anyway, on to, on to Fexel. My question with this, and I think it's the most important question I think many people will agree, is where is Skolomania? Where the hell is Skolomania? That, that would be awesome to see. I just think that Kyrie is a little easier to work in. You know, if you had El Fuerte in the game, I think if you gave him a Skullomania art uh, alt, that would be, that would hit. Mwah, mwah. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but you know, there's one thing that Capcom left out when they announced all the new stuff that's coming, and that is one character. Could it be a fighting EX Slayer character? Could Skullomania become in the Street Fighter Five? That'd be pretty sick. I'm not gonna lie. I'd, I'd probably pick Street Fighter Five back up if that happened. Um, that that would be a weird use of licensing. Honestly, I think I want to see it. I, I I'm not gonna completely dismiss it out of hand, but I'm gonna come as close as I can to doing that. <laughs> um, if you're gonna work with another company, I think it's gonna be something a little higher profile than Arika, with all due respect to the, the work that that team has put into to Fexel, because you know, you know, that is a labor of love. Uh, with as much as they've done with um, the netcode patch that they're working on right now, I just don't think that necessarily fits in with the scope of Street Fighter as a franchise, though. You know, it, it, it feels like there's a layer of, 
no pun intended, sort of like a tier of fighting games that Street Fighter is on, that, you know, if you're going to pull over a crossover from another game, you know, you, you've got some sort of working agreement with uh, Bandai Namco for cross-Tekken, uh, maybe cross-Street Fighter down the line eventually. Who knows if that's ever going to happen. But, you know, I, I feel something like that would be a little more likely uh, than Skullo or any other Fexel character. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is does this mean that maybe a Street Fighter character is coming to Fexel? Who knows? We'll have to see down the line. Um... But speaking of, I think, let, let, since we're talking about speculation and all this other stuff, let's get into this topic here. Um, I have set aside a space on our dock asking the question, when's the new stuff coming? Right? And I want to specifically focus on Street Fighter V and Tekken 7. I'm going to put the timer on because this one's going to be a lengthy one. I'm probably going to use my extension. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to start with Tekken. All right? Here we go. That, that, timer. That, that's, that's very risky to to announce your plans before you even start. I'm a, I, I like living on the edge. All right, here we go. Timer, go. Tekken 7, Season 4. It was announced earlier this year. Feels like it's been a month ago. Uh, oh, pe people are saying uh, Tokyo Game Show's next week. That's interesting. But what I want to break down is I did a little bit of sleuthing, right? Not... Not the sleuthing of the past, because I don't have the bandwidth for that, but a little bit of sleuthing. And I came up with a couple of trends that have been happening over and over and over again that I believe are leading to what I would call a release of Season 4 around October. Let's dive into it. Let me ask you this. When did Tekken 7 Season 2 release? This was part of my sleuthing for Season 3. So who Ooh. remembers? Tekken it 7 was in the two. fall sometime. Mm -hmm. I'll uh, give you a hint. I'm pretending not to know because you have it written out on the dock, and I didn't know it, so I'm I'm trying to play honest here. I'll, I'll give you guys a hint. It was last week. September 6th, 2018 was season two of Tekken. All right? Now, I use that to point out that season three of Tekken... Oh, Paco Stevens also saying MK11 news could be coming soon. Registered trademark. Uh, and he also spelled could K-O-O-D, so you know it's legit. Uh, uh, but anyway. Like, if he typed it out C-O-U-L-D, we would think. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, nah, not so much, dog. Yeah, so Tekken 7 Season 2, September 6th, 2018. Tekken 7 Season 3, thanks to a typo, I was right. Almost released September 6th, 2019, but they put a typo on the website like a bunch of jerks and made me feel like shit. So it came out September 10th, 2019. So that's their release window. Now, obviously this year, extenuating circumstances happen, which Harada has explained that, you know, the team was hard at work and because of the shift, they stuff got delayed here and there. So I think it's safe to say that things, if things were normal, we would probably already be playing season four right now. Now, because of COVID and because of the worldwide pandemic and everything getting shut down and everything like that, the shift to working remotely and to getting everything working properly, I believe, pushed them back a month. So I think we could be seeing something coming out of Tekken in October. Now, I would be remiss to just guess October 6th just because every other uh, release with the exception of the typo and the typo 
with the exception of the typo, uh, was on September 6th. So I, I would be I would be comfortable saying maybe we're going to get it early October, October 6th or October 10th, maybe October 15th. So that's my guess for Tekken 7. What do you got, Steve? What do you think? Can you hear me? Yes. I think Did we lose you while I was just going on and on like a crazy old man? Yes, you did. Okay. And my camera is frozen. Okay. Try refreshing your browser. And while you do that, I'm going to keep going because this is important. With, he's Mr. Freeze. That's really good. That's really good. We got Victor Freeze over here. Now, because things have been set in stone for an extended period of time as far as Tekken goes, I'm super comfortable just saying it's coming out like next uh, next month because of the pandemic and the switch. Now, the div the change is with the recent Tekken stuff, they've been releasing multiple characters at a time, right? They've released uh, two or three characters at once, and we wait a little bit while they work on the other characters, and then they release all the other characters. I believe we're just going to get the character that was teased. And I also think that maybe we're going to get one or two other characters, right? And that's going to be it just because of the change of the scope of things and how things have been uh, being handled because of this worldwide pandemic. So, Steve, you're back. What are your thoughts on Tekken? I've said it was supposed to come out this month. If not for the pandemic, we would be playing it right now. But since the pandemic, I think they're going to push it back to October. Probably the 6th, the 10th, or the 15th is my guess. What do you think? I think think it's going to be longer than that. Um, If you think of how much your personal life has been impacted how much your personal um your friends have been impacted by this um i i think it's more than a month more than a month's work of of delay so i think this is going to be a situation where we get it when we get it um i would be very hesitant to put a specific timeline on it um, I, I, I think October might be a little uh, hopeful, a little speculative. Um, I, I would expect it to be a little more delayed than that, personally. Well, here's the sitch, though. They already got, they had the trailer, right? They have the, they know what they're doing. They have the game plan. They're going to do, um, they're going to do, like, uh, the same thing that they did for Season 3, where they're going to cr- give new people new moves and all this other stuff. Uh, Michael Murray, apparently, uh, according to Jerry in our chat, Michael Murray has said that there will be news this month on, for Tekken 7 Season 4. A lot of people earlier said to- uh, Tokyo Game Show is next week. Sp- uh, another thing I do want to point out is I feel like the first and second week of September, like the first half of September, is always a big release area for games, right? Because uh, we had, you know, the Tekken 7s. Just this week, we had a bunch of games and a bunch of updates for games getting released. We have Spelunky 2 came out today. My favorite game ever was Spelunky. Now Spelunky 2 is out. The game is amazing. If you get the chance, go play it. Uh, Fall Guys got an update that came out just today. The Big Yeetus and Anti-Cheetus. That's what they called the update. I still can't get over the fact that it's called Big Yeetus. I mean, it's on brand, but... I, I, that's up there with Uwu. <laughs> you forgot his Snuggle name. Snuggle right? X Rar. <laughs> um, but 
but anyway, so with I I I guess I am hopeful in the sense that I'm expecting just a month delay, and truthfully, I have no basis to back that up just because you ooh, ooh Yidis says level one hundred Charizard. Uh but I, I have no like I have no tangible evidence or anything like that to say so, but it's just a hunch. And have my hunches always been right? Yes. Can can we first of all chat? Y'all need to cool it with the uwu and the yeetin and just just take it down just a notch. And I know this guarantees that we'll probably get a whole lot more of that, but just just a little bit. No more yeeting. No more, no more ooing or roaring or anything like that. Second of all, we do have uh, some dates that we can kind of turn our eyes uh, to. With uh, TGS, uh, they're both of the companies we talked about, Capcom for Street Fighter and Bandai Namco for Tekken, have blocks... Uh, Sorted out. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that Capcom uh, is going to announce anything specifically for Street Fighter, uh, but it should be noted that their Friday block of uh, on-stage time is immediately followed by week one of the Japanese Street Fighter League. So Ooh, interesting. So that would be a very nice little segue going from, hey, here's this new Street Fighter stuff. You, Oh, you're interested in Street Fighter? Take a look at this over here. Um, and then Bandai Namco does have an hour-long block, or excuse me, a two-hour block, it appears, on Sunday, uh, according to this schedule posted by uh, Gamatsu, I, which I will link to in the chat. So... So we can kind of keep our eyes peeled for that sort of thing. There's another thing that I kind of completely forgot about until recently. And this is another great example of how everybody just hates Best of Five. Is Sony is having a big announcement tomorrow. Regarding the PlayStation 5. Are we going to go? Are we going to see some Guilty Gear stuff for PlayStation 5? Who knows? Um... I wouldn't expect guilty here. I would expect uh, price, because we're getting close to that time. Oh yeah, of course. Did you sign up for the 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 pre-order? Because I did. No. I'm probably not going to pre-order because I ain't got no money. But anyway, uh, uh, let, yeah, we, we got to stay on track. We have five minutes. Or ten if about, you use your extension. We should also just make it ten, just because you also disconnected halfway through, and I basically just rehashed everything I said three times. Now let's jump over to Street Fighter Five. Street Fighter V, do you know the one thing that they've released? Since Street Fighter V came out, the one thing that they've released in September. They've only released one piece of content in September. Anybody know what that is? The... Yeah. Lag, yes? I don't. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a pretty constant release, though. Yes. Now... That's uh, September, October, November. <laughs> that's whenever you. That's that's on your schedule, uh, but they released Urian, September twenty second, twenty sixteen. Every other release has been around August, which is post Evo, or December, January, March, or February, March, which is 
post Capcom Cup or beginning of the Capcom season, uh, Capcom Cup season. So that's where we're at with Street Fighter Five. So they're saying or the the Capcom peeps teased out Dan and a new mechanic coming on Winter 2020. So I think it's safe for us to say that we're probably not going to get any hint of that, or maybe we're going to find out more about it next week but i think it's safe for us to say that we're not gonna see any of that until later on like and and very beginning of december maybe maybe end of sep december i almost said september um what do you think as far as street fighter 5 content goes well they did give us a roadmap if yep. you remember uh, and I believe it Winter is... Winter 2020 was what they gave us for Dan and the new mechanic for Season 5. Yeah. Um, I truly think that they're very early in work on that with the amount of stuff they were able to show uh, from Dan, which was very, very little. So I don't think we are anywhere close to seeing a bit uh, an Alex trailer this month at uh, TGS. Uh, I, I don't even think we'll get much on Dan uh, at Tokyo Game Show, to be honest. I think it will be more along the lines of, here's what you can expect. They might show off the mechanic. They might, uh, they might at least tease it, but I don't, like I said, I think with everything that's happened this year, I would be very careful about expecting anything at a particular date until they say that it's going to happen on a particular day. Okay, well, I don't agree with that. So early December to late December is what I'm thinking it's going to be, and I'm hopeful about it. But uh, And the other thing, too, is so – sorry, I almost just drowned in air. Uh, the other thing is we saw – like there is a Dan thing that, out there. Don't worry about it, Steve. I see the look on your face. Don't worry about it. There is Dan How? out there. Dan exists. Don't worry. I said, don't worry about it. We got two minutes left. Dan exists. He's a playable. He, they have a playable demo. Granted, it's very early, but he exists. So it, it looks like by the by the way that things looked when they first announced him, that they were just fine tuning the character. Right? They were probably gonna create uh, balance uh, balance the character into the game as well as maybe like polish the animations up a little bit, get voice acting sounds, blah blah blah, all this other stuff. So how long does that truly take? Especially. Because they they announced that in when was that? It was right after the developer thing, which I'm thinking was August. I could be completely uh, August fifth. August fifth. August fifth was when they announced it. So what else would they be working on on the Street Fighter end of things? Well, they've got the new balance patch that's coming in with mm -hmm. that. So it. it it's not just one thing. It's a rebalance. It's the new mechanic, and you've got to obviously do a lot of balancing around that because that's, you would have to imagine, is going to be a very, uh, very important part of the game to that they're actually going to introduce a whole new mechanic. So, yeah, it's going to be... I, I, they've got a lot on their plate right now. So I would not expect to see anything about Dan until a little bit closer to release. Yep. Well, I mean, they're, they're, oh, I hope, we hope they talk about it. How long is their block on Tokyo Game Show? Quick. We have 30 uh, seconds. One hour. One hour before the Street Fighter League stuff? Yes. 
Okay. So, so it is. It, it will be Friday at uh, 10 p.m. Japanese time, uh, and then the Street Fighter Leagues will start at 11 p.m. Okay. Unless they have something else in their back pocket that they haven't said, I I can only assume we're going to hear about Dan stuff. Or at least that they're going to be like, hey, this is still happening, thanks. But if they do that for an hour, then, you know, then what what they get the thing for? I want to, I will use my five-minute extension if you can explain how the hell you drown, nearly drown on air. Man, all right, fine. You stupid waste of your five-minute. All right, so, you know when you inhale? Or actually, hold on. First, let's let's focus on the water part of it. You know how when you drink, sometimes it goes down the wrong pipe? Right, and then you drown a little bit? Sometimes when you inhale, it goes down the right pipe, but it goes inside. the air goes in sideways. So you, it gets stuck on the back of your throat, and then it's like you're drowning, but with air. Now we have to fill the rest of this four minutes and 30 seconds, Steve. Look what you've done. I, I, I've made a huge mistake. Yep. Uh, well, we can talk about this too. Uh, so we're we're expecting Street Fighter Five to still be a thing by like mid twenty twenty two. Sorry, twenty twenty two. That's I think the last thing that was on that roadmap, right? It was uh, like beginning uh, beginning of the year in twenty twenty two is when like the last character is coming out. I think. No, uh, it's going to be uh, fall twenty twenty one. New character, new stage, uh, the 2022 CPT costumes, and a balance patch coming. Currently scheduled for fall of 2021. Oh, okay. So it all ends fall 2021. But they do have CPT costumes for 2022, which is interesting. Unless they're, unless that's like build a, a build-up to CPT 20... No, it's t- 2022. Unless they have CPT finals on 2022. I don't know what the... I don't get it. Either way. It, they're they're spacing it out, right? And we're talking about a game release that we're, is, in all likelihood, at earliest, two years out or a year and a half out. So yeah. we're it, it's we're we're talking about speculating on speculation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, well, here's the thing too: is we also have to put into perspective the next gen stuff coming out. We know Guilty Gear is going for, moving forward and putting uh, Strive on the PlayStation 5. Do you think Capcom or Bandai Namco have any plans to put Tekken 7 or Street Fighter 5 into the PlayStation 5? Or are we just going to use the backwards compatible stuff? Is the PlayStation 5 even going to be the standard uh, uh, console for fighting game tournaments come this, whenever that comes back? That is going to be, that's kind of what we touched on a little bit ago. Um, yeah, I think the price point is going to be go a long way to determining what gets play in the community, which is going to go a long way to determining what gets how it gets played at events. Obviously, with Street Fighter V, uh, Xbox isn't an option, but is that going to be the case for Street Fighter VI or whatever the next Capcom fighter is going to be? Who knows? Um, is the experience on Xbox Series S or Series X going to be significantly better than the experience on PlayStation 5 for whatever Bandai Namco's next fighter is? We don't know yet. There's still so much of that up in the air. 
a lot of these, you know, uh, we're going to want answers early. Whenever there's any sort of console war, we expect sort of every twist and turn to be the moment that turns the battle, the moment that decides this is number one, this is number two. We're probably not going to get that. And if it if we do, it won't be as clear cut uh, to see to see it in the moment. Right. Um, yeah. Well, I think so. I think this year I'm going to use my five minute timer because now we're getting into a whole separate discussion. Uh, this this past console generation, we all moved to the PlayStation Four, but I believe we all moved to the PlayStation Four simply because that's where the fighting games are. Right, that's where Street Fighter is at. That's where Guilty Gear is at. So, is that gonna stay the same? Is that gonna change? Who knows? Tomorrow, there's that uh, big announcement for Sony, and and I think that's gonna be their response to Xbox's uh, leaked, then actual official announcement of their new uh, their new Xbox Series X along with prices and stuff. So. I feel like, to, and I wish they would just do this on Tuesdays before our show, but everybody hates us. I believe tomorrow is going to be like the big tell-all. The PlayStation 5, I think, is going to be a little bit more expensive than the Xbox series uh, that uh, that they've announced so far. There's rumors that there's even more Xbox series stuff coming out. So, who knows? Uh, I I do think that if it comes down to Sony taking exclusive handle of the games... Then that's where we're gonna be, because what other option do we have? I don't want to say anything because that's a beautiful <laughs> point uh, place to leave the conversation. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm gonna use my five minute extension. I feel like I wrapped that up pretty well. <laughs> see, see, this is this is the mix up. You announced like even before we started, I'm using my five minute extension. Then you baited me into using mine. Uh, you baited. You played yourself. No, you played yourself by tr- drowning on air. Who the hell does that? Hey, you're the one that used your five-minute extension wanting me to explain that. When you you, just, you could have just asked me to explain it, Steve. <laughs> you wouldn't have done it if I didn't use my extension. I knew I had to throw that in to make that happen. Yeah, well, it took 30 I, I seconds. Sec- so I hope you I put I hope that you sacrifice it. in for the people. <laughs> it took 30 seconds to explain. So I hope you enjoyed it, Steve. I did. Good. All right. Uh, where are we at? Okay. Uh, so can, we hit, can we hit up that other quick hit before sure. we go into the next big topic? Go for um, it. I, I didn't want to forget this, but uh, the, the role of canceled events in 2020 continues. Uh, we recently learned that Revo 2020, Revolution, uh, this is – the big UK anime event um, that is unfortunately canceled. They are looking into hosting something online. Uh, no details as of yet, but another one unfortunately bites the dust for 2020 because this year is so awesome. Yep. Also, by the way, I just missed this. Paco Stevens, which, by the way, revealed on the show Mortal Kombat 11 coming stuff coming soon. Wait, what did he say? Oh, hold on. What was his actual? New, news could be could could yes. Be. News could be coming soon. So you heard it here first. Whatever that and, means. And the could was spelled with a K. K O O D. Take note. That does that mean Crash Bandicoot is coming? 
to Mortal Kombat 11? Okay. The answer to that riddle is yeah. Speaking of which, that new game I think is coming out next uh, this month, Crash 4. Uh, but anyway, uh, what was I actually going to say? It, it has left my brain. I don't remember. Um, Something about Paco Stevens. Oh, yeah. So Paco Stevens wrote in the chat. Thank you, Steve. Sorry, my brain broke. Uh, would you take a prototype COVID vaccine if you get a $15 coupon and a, on a PlayStation 5? Uh, I, I can honestly say that the $15 coupon would not play into my uh, decision on that. It would not motivate me to get one. It would, I would not hold out for a bigger one. You know, it, it, my decision will be completely separate from whatever coupon we're talking Unless he bumps it up to 20, then I'm in. No no doubt. I think, so first of all, prototype COVID vaccine, I'd take it. Uh, even, if, even if it's a prototype, it's like, whatever. I'll sell my body to science. I don't care at this point. But I do think my price is this. Just give me a PlayStation 5. You feel me? Just give me a PlayStation 5. You don't even have to pay me the thousands and thousands of dollars people usually get for medical trials. Just give me a PlayStation 5. It's fine. I, I, I don't think they'll need to. I, I think there will be enough people who will sign up on its on its own that they don't really need to throw in any incentive. Well, I still want a PlayStation Five, so they should still give me a PlayStation Five. Anywho's on logic. Yep. Anywho's all right. I'm gonna hit this 15 minute timer, but this is gonna be a myriad of topics, uh, and this is all the stuff that's outside of the FGC, but can affect the in affect the FGC. I almost said infect. Uh, but here we go. Timer starts. Now, oops, wait, that's five. Hold on. Son of a jerk. We need the 15er. Alrighty, here we go. And timer starts. So we have two big pieces of news. Let's go with the first one. First, Facebook signed a music deal with, I believe, Universal Records, allowing people who stream content on Facebook to use music, popular music by Universal Records. That's huge because that's been such a big thing for streamers on Twitch and on YouTube who get their content muted because they're using uh, pop music and music that is owned by other people. So Facebook signing this deal I think is huge and it's something that could kind of change the tide over for people to go to Facebook gaming, right? Because there's no more of this headache with, oh, is this music the one that's going to get my channel a copyright strike? What do you think, Steve? Yeah. I think this is very significant. You know, we've talked about, um, we've had numerous companies come in and say that they were going to be the rival to Twitch. They were going to be the one who was going to be the true alternate. Uh, Mixer was the long, the last in a long line of sites that were going to do it and couldn't do it. Uh, they brought in. Ninja, they brought in a couple other people on big money deals uh, to stream exclusively on their platform. They thought, yeah, that's going to do it, but it didn't. The big issue is you have to do something. Because Twitch has such a massive, massive audience, you need to be able to do something better than Twitch does. And... A lot of these other sites that build up, they've built up because they bring in site, uh, they bring in people or they track people intentionally or not who have left Twitch for a particular reason, and that and all and that makes up such a big 
chunk of their audience that it it doesn't necessarily move the needle and they get sort of known as oh they're only there because they're mad about you know censorship or what have you this is something that is a significant flag in the ground I feel um I, I don't know if this is the game changer, but this is something that could seriously, seriously mark at least a little bit of a shift and make Facebook a little more appealing to the general gamer. Yeah, and I mean, there's been a lot. So Twitch currently has the quote-unquote monopoly on streaming services, right? YouTube has YouTube gaming, but that's, you know, I don't think people go to YouTube for streams. Uh, I, I, so I just went on the Twitch website because they used to have on their careers page a graph showing that Twitch was the fifth most visited website on the internet, period. That may no longer be, that may not be the case anymore. Uh, who knows what it is at this point? Uh, I went to that careers page just to check it out and it is no longer there. They've changed it. So uh, the stuff with Mixer, that was an unfortunate situation where one day via Twitter, everybody that broadcasted on Mixer found out that Mixer was ending. That's unfortunate for the people that were streaming. Very fortunate for all of the big money deals that Mixer brought in because they had to buy all of those people out of their contracts. So people like Ninja and others were bought out of their $30 million contracts basically overnight. So good for them, bad for the platform. Uh, a lot of Facebook, actually speaking of on this, when Mixer shut down, Facebook offered to buy out the partners on Mixer so that they could go stream on Facebook and Facebook gaming. The big issue with Facebook gaming is I feel like the internet with how people act and how people can be shitty behind the screen name and that anonymity, that all gets taken away via Facebook gaming, right? Because you're using your Facebook account and your name. So I feel like that's where the big hesitancy is coming uh, from, where people don't want to use their real name uh, either because they don't want to deal with trolls uh, or people finding out who they actually are, blah, 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 all this other shenanigans. The other thing is... Have you heard of anybody on Facebook gaming that's like doing well? I think the only person I've ever seen on Facebook gaming that I recognize is uh, Harley from Big uh, Epic Mealtime. Um, you know, you see Capcom fighters; they do uh, across several platforms. So they were doing Mixer. They've done. They still do uh, Facebook gaming in addition to Twitch. You've, they've got plenty of uh, oh, people who Facebook. actually do. Yeah, and. They do have ways for people to sign up um, for a gaming account and not have it tied to their oh, real name. But that's part of Facebook's issue is there's the perception, um, especially when we talk about uh, issues with censorship. And, you know, if, if you're worried about censorship, are you really going to go from Facebook or from, from Twitch to Facebook? If you're worried about copyright strikes, are you really going from Twitch to YouTube? You know, there hasn't really been sort of that clear, clear, this is the alternative. Mm -hmm. This is the solve, This is the site that solves all of Twitch's problems. Uh, to build on that, um, I, want, I did check up rankings. Uh, face, er, Twitch is in the top 50 of Alexa traffic overall, and they are mm. second only to YouTube on in terms of video sites. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
No, Twitch is huge. Uh, and that's the thing, right? The because before Mixer came along, Facebook and before YouTube gaming was a thing, Twitch and subsequently before Justin TV was basically like growing out of control uh, to the point where, you know, that they became the only option to go do uh, to watch streaming content as far as like, you know, people playing video games and such. So I don't know. I'm super curious to see how this is going to have that big of a, uh, that big of an effect or if this is going to have a, b a big effect because there's also another thing that Twitch annou uh, announced a while back. I don't think I've seen any of it, but there's something called Twitch music out there. And I think it's people who can create music so that others can use them on stream. Or you can just create music on stream. I'm not entirely sure what it is. I have to do a little bit of research on that. But to the exact point that we're making about Facebook seeming like a more uh, uh, appealing option than Twitch, Twitch came out this week with a, an announcement that they were testing out forced mid-roll ads. And that's bad news bears for everybody, right? Uh, forced mid-roll ads basically is when you're in the middle of watching a stream, much like right now, the streamer no longer has control of when mid-roll ads roll. It's it's basically uh, automatically decided on who the view on the viewer by some algorithm of who knows what. So something very important can be happening on stream. Hey, guess what? You're gonna miss it because you're about to see seven mid-roll ads in a row. And that's already been happening with uh, the test that they're running. So there's been a very big outcry of how bad of an idea this is. That's especially bad for a show like ours because we're basically just on one line of discussion throughout the entire show. Not one line of discussion. We're, we tow one line of discussion per topic on the entire show. So if people miss half of that, that's it. Right, like we're gonna if if that ever happens, we're gonna have to pause the show, wait for the mid roll ads to stop, and then keep going. And we can't have a normal conversation like that. Yeah, um, it it it's a good, you know, it it might work out for some people. It it's not gonna work out for for others. Uh, but there's this feeling of we're Twitch, we can do what we want. Mm -hmm. At least that's the perception that some people have. So they are looking for an alternative. The question I, you know, the, the, the problem is there hasn't really been a clear cut alternative that, yeah, this is the site. Yeah, this is the one. Um, even with Facebook uh, signing the music deal, I don't, I think the other issues that are there might prevent people, might prevent that from gaining a lot of traction. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the, that's the thing. It's like, it doesn't matter how attractive you can make a new alternative. It's it's all up to the viewers, right? And switching services, like switching from YouTube to Mixer, switching from or YouTube to Mixer, Twitch to Mixer, or switching from Twitch to YouTube, switching from switching from one platform to another is such an uncomfortable process because the viewer has to then go to a separate website so they don't get their usual experience. The broadcaster has to do something different. Everybody has to shift so why go through the trouble of doing that when you can just stay on your platform? Even if it's not the best, you're still getting the consistency that you need in order to keep streaming and in order to keep doing what you're doing, right? So I don't know, man. It's tough. And that's the, and that's the hard part about going up against uh, such a big website. Yeah, because I mean, once, once the people are set in their ways, and this is true not just to streaming but in everything in life. Once people are set in their ways, they ain't changing. Change is a scary yeah. thing. Yeah, if if you're if if you're finding fighting game content you like on Twitch, you know, and you're just a random 
you know, not not a random person in that sense, but you know, if you're finding the content you like on Twitch, why do you need to switch to Mixer? Why do you have to go? You know, if if you're finding everything you like on Netflix, why do I got to sign up for Hulu too? Mm-hmm. You know, there there's a point where there's only a certain amount of of different options that people are willing to take before they say, you know what, I'm I'm sticking with what I know and I like that. Yep, and you guys were talking about this in the chat. Gfinity Elite Series is a very, very, very good example of how switching to Facebook is not great <laughs> as far as like viewership, right? Because I remember watching it here and there. Um, and Gfinity, uh, the Gfinity Elite Series was the, they included, I think it was Street Fighter, where they had yes. basically what Street Fighter League is now, where they had teams uh, play against each other and it was a league format and it took uh, the span of a couple months, I believe. And yeah, it was. The, Go ahead. Sorry. It was uh, Rocket League, Street Fighter, and uh, I think FIFA, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. It was it was always three games. Yeah. So that was an ex- that was an example of something that had extremely good production value. It had an extremely good uh, opportunity to highlight a scene that usually gets overlooked, which was the European Street Fighter scene or the Rocket League, FIFA, blah blah blah, uh, and. It's no longer around, right? Or is it? Does it still exist and I don't know about it? But I feel like that was one of those things where it was super well produced. The content was entertaining. Uh, the commentators, the storylines, everything was super good. But because it was on Facebook Live, it got barely any visibility. Like, I would usually forget about it, honestly, until we talked about it on the on the show here, to be completely frank. So, I wonder how different things would have been if they just stuck with Twitch. Who knows? We've we've got that other topic I know you want to touch on. Which other topic? I'm confused. The uh... oh, the the one at the top there. Oh yeah, yeah, cloud nine. Yep. Okay, so I, I guess we'll we'll just keep it rolling with this two minutes that we have, uh, three minutes. So another big thing that happened in esports. So this is something that could again affect in affect the FGC have an effect on the FGC is Cloud9 signed Alex for three years. But here's the thing. They were public with their numbers. So they signed him for a $1.65 million million contract, including a $600,000 buyout. They threw it out there into the world. It was on Twitter. They showed the numbers. They showed how long the contract was. So now we're seeing examples of esports teams publicly announcing what their contracts are, which means we can see a little bit more behind the curtain but the big deal too is going public with uh, with numbers like this is going to definitely impact the competition of uh where people want to play for who people want to play for right because if cloud9 so if cloud9 announces that you know they they bought out the dude's contract and signed him for 1.65 million dollars somebody playing in another team sees that number and thinks wow i'm barely making 100,000 a year or I'm barely making 100000 for this contract, right? All of a sudden, the competition then starts getting a lot more transparent and things start getting a little bit more cutthroat. With all that said, what does that mean for the FGC? Are we going to start people sharing numbers for the FGC? I know Cloud9 sponsors uh, Mango for uh, Super Smash Brothers, and an, I'm, I'm a, I believe another player as well that whose name I currently don't remember. Uh, so I'm wondering, what's, what's that going to look like? Are their numbers going to become public as well? Are other teams gonna be more transparent about contracts and public uh, and, and numbers and all this other stuff? 
I think being transparent is a great idea because we get to because things become more fair that way, right? Because keeping a bunch of stuff behind red tape just leads to a lot of shadiness happening. But I do understand the thought of trying to protect your contract and trying to protect your players in this sense. What do you think, Steve? I think had this happened four years ago, we would see a lot of that in the FGC. Um, when we had Echo Fox making the big splashes, you had all of these new companies, these traditional esports teams coming in, trying to pick up whatever names they could in Street Fighter and then in other games as well, Smash and what have you. Uh, but not, that's sort of cool. You've got the teams that have sort of stuck around, and you've got the teams that have specialized in the FGC, like your Equinoxes, uh, like your UIUs. Um, so I don't think there's necessarily as much of that manic competition to push up uh, contracts as, as there was before. Please use your extension. Please use your extension. Keep going. The timer's not over. Uh, and I, 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 this is still an initial plans, but um, I feel like if we're talking about transparency in teams, um, I feel like that is going to be the cornerstone of the soon-to-be-launched Ace King Esports. Um, hashtag Kaka. Hashtag Kaka. Um, Ace King Esports will pride itself on being upfront with everybody who joins the team. Your payment is a hat. That is it. That is all. You're not getting a contract for... You can sign it for 10 years, but it will be zero year. You're getting a hat. That's it. Uh, you, you know, the, the beauty is... Uh, we're going to share all of the profits with you. And we're going to pay you in a timely manner. But guess what? Because there's no profits, there's no profits to be paid out. So your payments will never be late. So if anything, the players owe you for the hat. They invest in the company through the hat. And then we use that, that money to produce the hat. And then produce more hats. <laughs> And then, you and know, then you we get, team we get more. Too. <laughs> it, 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 and basically, the team is awesome. We're we're not gonna. If you want to sign for another team, we we'll let you. Go for it. You know, <laughs> you, we might ask you to send back the hat. <laughs> we might, but this is Team Fortress Two in real life. Uh, the other thing I did want to point out too is, if you remember a long, long time ago, there were a lot of esports teams or not even esports teams but teams in the FGC who had very bizarre contracts and very bizarre uh ways of extorting players right i think one of the one of the big ones i've heard is uh when marn was talking about signing with someone and his job was to sell shirts when he went to tournaments and stuff like that and that's how he was supposed to make his money so that's what I mean by like things being more public and or more transparent is like if shit like that is happening where people are signing with teams and then they pull the rug out from underneath them and it's like, hey, you need to also make sales. Uh, that's where I think we can all benefit from. Yeah. The, the, the FGC so, is sort of a weird space 
because we've got we've got team. There's a little bit of that big traditional esports presence there, but you've got some teams that don't really pay out a lot, and part of it, some of them are sort of fly by night sort mm-hmm. of scams we saw with Lost Souls team and how that ended up. But you've also got you know the group of friends who are just trying their hardest to 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 live the dream and have an esports team, and it's not that they don't want to; it's that they don't have yeah. the knowledge, the the forethought to run a team and put everything that goes into running a team into it. Um, it's a weird sort of space. That's why Ace King Esports is going to change the way things are done because all I'm doing is giving you a hat. You, you don't have to sell anything. You don't even have to wear it on stream. You get the hat. That's it. That's done. That is the end of our relationship. <laughs> Exchange hat. Goodbye. Money, hat, done. <laughs> Steve's going to run the biggest hat racket the world has ever seen. All right. Before we go, we have about 10 minutes left. We wanted to talk about our question of the day, and I'm excited about this one. You feel me? So, Steve, you're you're the, the one who is literate unlike myself so please if you do the honors of reading our question of the day well um ilan had some thoughts about uh, you know how he got brought into the scene and i'm sure he's going to talk about them in a little bit uh so that sort of got us thinking you know who helped welcome you into the scene uh that was the question, yes. Who helps or help make you feel welcome in the FGC? Um, okay, here is the first one. Zoop. Zoop. Uh, live free or fight. Uh, thank fortunate Daniel, uh, as well as Bunch GG and uh, Pumper Jam, uh, as well as Drock and DuBose uh, for labbing anything with them at events, no, no matter how simple. Uh, and then mate. Mason, uh, Mason Chenard making locals feel like home. Uh, Jared, Arctic Shoujo, a longtime uh, Shoujo? fan of the show. Shoujo. I, you know what? I'm so focused on Ace King <laughs> Esports, I, I've forgotten how to use English. Uh, but Arctic Shoujo said, I did it again! Arctic Shadow said. <laughs> oh, God. Arctic Shoto with a T, not a J. Uh, talked about how their, their welcome to the scene was digital because they didn't really have a local scene. So it was people like Spooky, Yipes, Sejam, and the best of three gang, which so, I get to include myself in. Yeah, I'm not in it, so Alon, I had nothing to yeah. do with it. So, 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 Jared, thank you. I'm glad that I and only I on this stage was able to help you <laughs> feel welcome in the scene. Uh, Ryu Dragon talked about NLBC in the early days. Uh, seeing Marvel and Street Fighter 4 weekly with the usual people made me feel like I belong there. I still try to watch NLBC when I can nowadays to support the East Coast. Also, shout out to Best of 3 and Best of 5 for the FGC podcast. You guys helped too. So you so can not, get not tips me on anymore. That. Nope, nope. No, no, best of five. <laughs> you get in on that. Uh, 
Animate Sam said, uh, will, will intentions for growing the local scene, finality for the fun online community, and once upon a time, way back when, uh, in the long ago, in the before time, uh, cross-counter TV. It came from somewhere back in the... Oh, probably shouldn't sing that out loud. I'm going to get a copyright strike. Um, yeah, man. So uh, I'm super happy to hear... And, like, I also wanted to see some positivity, man. We always talk about negative shit. I just wanted some positivity in the air. So I'm super happy to see everybody call out there, uh, the people who've made them feel welcome. For me specifically, uh, I think I told the story not too long ago. Why is that still up there? Yeah, there. There we go. I think I told, I told the story of how the first person I ever met at any FGC event was Spooky. And then I bought him a drink and he fell asleep. Uh... The the other uh, there were two other people. First was uh, Big E from Big E Gaming, the person who runs NEC, Summer Jam, now a Pro Annihilation, uh, Winter Brawl, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, he saw me at my first Winter Brawl, like kind of like super nervous and huddled up in a corner, and like introduced me to people so I could be more comfortable. So without him, I definitely would not be part of the FGC. Another person uh, that I actually thought of this yesterday, which is what brought me to want to talk about this topic, is uh, Jahan, who goes by PAG Virgo. The first ever time I traveled to New York to go to an LB- uh, NLBC, he beat my ass. And then afterwards, like we had a conversation. I told him I was new and all this other stuff. And he went around introducing me to everybody and was like, hey, all these people are super down the grind. So if you're ever in New York, come play with us. That kind of shit is why I like the FGC. It's everybody being like, "Hey, you're new. Joy, you're you're among friends here. You know, uh, there's it's, there's none of this like elitist bullshit of like, oh, you're just starting out. F- fuck you. No, none of that. And that I think is what kind of separates the FGC from a lot of other communities out there. Um, Steve, do you have anybody that kind of ushered you in, in that way? Uh, there's a few people who uh, did. You know, when I went to my first tournament. And I got my ass kicked quite badly, Owen uh, too. There was someone who kind of came up to me afterwards and, uh, you know, offered to give me tips, offered to give me some pointers, uh, and that was Burn Your Bra, Sola. Uh, she came up and, and, and said, hey, I'm a fellow Ken player. Can I show you a couple things? And, you know, that, that really made me feel like, you know, I, I, I'm someone who's used to looking a fool. But, you know, it, 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 still, it still sort of hurts. You know, you expect a lot of people when they go to their first tournament, you expect to go 0-2. And, and, you know, I, I wasn't surprised, but I was still a little disappointed. Uh, but instead of being laughed at or made fun of, you know, people wanted to help me get better. Um, and also, uh, Shogun, it, you know, there, there are a few of the older heads in the Minnesota scene or at least in the Minneapolis scene, I should say. Uh, Shogun was one. He, you know, I was at Jonathan's house. Uh, we were watching football, and or we were watching a playoff game, but before that we, we were playing some Street Fighter. And he ran some sets with me, and I he beat me 57 to nothing. I, I'm not even making that number up. I, I counted. He beat me 57 straight games, which means he kicked my sorry ass and then rematched me 56 times. Just, and he was working on stuff too, but obviously I was gaining a lot more uh, knowledge and experience than he was from those matches. But 
he was willing to work. He was willing to help me out to, you know, make me a better player, and that's something I'm incredibly grateful for. Hell yeah. Uh, and we see Commander CDR uh, talking about Dennis LOZ from the Seattle scene, recognizing that he wasn't from around there and introducing him to everybody. Man, chat, if you got anybody like that, let us know. I'll read it. Uh, but I do want to mention one more person now that I'm thinking about it, and that's uh, up here in uh, Texas. Uh, when I moved here, obviously, when you move to a new town, especially after school or without a set job, it's super hard to you know integrate yourself into a community, right? So I met this person named Rob, uh, and he lives up in Round Rock, which is where I was at the time. And he basically just said, hey, here's my house. We have weeklies. Just show up. And from then on, like, got introduced to everybody. And, you know, I've, I've had so many good uh, memories with uh, playing at Rob's house. I've now had so many good memories playing with people here from the Texas FGC or traveling with people from the Texas FGC over to um, tournaments. I actually think uh, I think it might still be up on the Cross Counter channel. Uh, when I first started working there, uh, we shot a, a like a vlog of us renting a car and going to Final Round 2016 for the first Street Fighter Five tournament. Um, and that and how that road trip. And it's like you know you barely know those guys, but because we all share that love of fighting games we all have that thing in common so uh it's super easy to bond with people that way uh antenna clubs saying spooky uh oh antenna clubs are you a mod don't don't ban me all right don't ban me uh you know what what's up? you know what elon what i'm putting it in chat i found that video okay well everybody can go see that it's my the first video i ever shot ever and it's awful but it's pretty funny um and, you know, actually, I do want to shout out one more crew, and this is going to be the the nice little bow tie to end the show today. Um, and that's Ultra Chen. Seriously, like, Ultra Chen doing their analysis and, like, going in-depth and doing a bunch of other stuff was definitely, like, a crew that got me more integrated into the FGC. Specifically, James Chen, right, because he's so open about everything. Um, and I've gotten to do a little a uh, little bit of work for uh, for Mr. J.C. Hensor uh, and uh, the Ultra Chen crew. So, um Big shout-outs to them. They're great, uh, and they're super good about uh, f- making people feel welcome, not in the sen- not, e- not just from a physical and, like, a social standpoint, but even from, like, a knowledge standpoint because they're putting all that knowledge out there, and they're like, hey, here's the resources uh, that you can look at to make you a better uh, fighting game player. So with all that said, Steve, anything else left to add? Uh, speaking of Ultra Chen, they are on next. Uh, they've got an interview with St. Cola. Uh, whose voice, yeah, you may have heard on recent CPT Online uh, Top 8 commentary. So Yeah, he was super cool. I like that guy. I don't think I've ever seen him do commentary otherwise, but I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Uh, and he did it for East, right, with the Smug Tournament, the one that's yeah, one? Yeah, I think he's done a few at this point. Now. Oh, has he? Oh, dang. So he, he's been on the grind since quarantine started, so it's it's really good to see that payoff. Cool. Yeah, no, I'm super I was super happy with um or I was super impressed with him. Not that like I'm a person to impress, but I was uh delighted to see A a new face and voice and B someone who also seems very knowledgeable and very uh charismatic uh doing some commentary. Also always cool to see some new blood, if you will. Um with all this said, everybody go watch Ultra Chen TV. They should be live at any moment if not already. Uh, but that's been our show here at Best of Five. So if you liked what you saw, please go ahead, try and click it on that follow button that's over there on the bottom right of your screen. Uh, click on that little heart. It will let you know when we're streaming. If you're, it's also got- it's also the best way to avoid ads. So 
really is. And the other thing too is if you have Amazon Prime, I don't know if you know this or not, that also gives you Twitch Prime or now called Prime Gaming. So it gives you a free subscription. You may as well just use it here. If you go up top, you click subscribe for free. You can use it there. You're going to forget about it. So might as well just use it here with us, right? You don't want that money. You don't want that free money going to Bezos. He's already got enough. Give some to us, will you? Fucking Jeff Bezos. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know why I just went on that tangent. That's been our show. Thank you, everybody. We'll be back next week with more shenanigans, more best of five, more news, more topics, more speculation. We're probably going to talk about uh, Tokyo Game Show. We're going to talk about the PlayStation review tomorrow. We're going to talk about a bunch of other stuff. Who knows what can happen? Anything can happen. Steve, you're about to say something. More Sharpie, too. She's, uh, Sharpie she's officially part of the show now because she was chasing cats. Yep. Sharpie was chasing cats, so she's officially <laughs> part of the show at this point. Uh, but thanks, everybody, for watching. You may not know how money works. I don't, but you should still use your Amazon Prime subscription on us, whether I know what I'm talking about or not. Any final things, Steve, before I hit the button? Hit that button, my friend. All right. See everybody next week. Goodbye. Good night, Canada. <laughs>